nowadays I'm like just be happy with who and what you are stop thinking and just get on with it and that's how that um, um and those my my brother and my and my stepdad have inspired me in that way you know just to stop thinking and just get on with it because as soon as you start thinking you start you start you start suffering basically hello everyone and welcome to another episode of mom's world podcast a podcast where we speak to tantalizing and fascinating people if and it's a place where people like you and me can make what we love a full-time job if you like the podcast please give us a review on itunes and amazon if you did not well just be quiet and don't do anything it didn't exist it's like a figment of your imagination now today who we have is ethereal uk she is someone who's gone through many different battles to get to where she is now and she is she if you want to talk about going through a journey to find out who you are and to find out like what you love doing this is the episode for you she's absolutely she's going to be absolutely amazing and fantastic and i think without further ado let's chat to her and find out about her so tell us Sophia, <laughs> about yourself and like yeah about your life how it led into what you're doing now and like tell us your story well i wish i could say to you like um well i'm just like everyone else just trying to live their life and um you know with with um I've got my ups and I've got my downs. I've got my I've got my corners and I've got my rounds. I've got my rhythms, I've got my sounds. Maybe I'm just freestyling. What does that mean, mate? <laughs> what does that mean? That's being poetic. <laughs> um just trying to just trying to say that well I'm just like uh, I'm just like everyone else but um, you know but um, with the way that with the way that certain people identify some other people might find that a bit a bit um, intimidating and could you like elaborate on your story because it is a fascinating story about yeah what happened <laughs> okay. to you. It's, it's, I think it's a story of inspiration in a way. Um, okay, so when I, I was, I was born in Sweden to a, a Thai Chinese mother and a Swedish father. And, um, and then uh, moved to England in 1987, 1987 even. And um, when I went to, when I went to school, that's when, um, I I realised that um, I got myself a I had to get myself a special needs teacher. Um, it took me a few years after that to realise that I had a special needs teacher in Sweden as well. And I'd, I'd always wondered why. And um, when I was when I was sixteen, that's when my mum showed me uh, a school report saying that. Um, 
the school psychologist diagnosed me with Asperger's. And I'm like, what? What is this? Is this some kind of curse? Do I have a disease? How do I get rid of this sort of thing? And um, and then I realised that like it's a it's a mental it's a mental illness that I'm going to have for for the rest of my life. But I need to you know there's still like even though I'm having that for the rest of my life, like I can still um, find ways around it to to cope and like and to to um, be more like normal people. When I was uh, when when I was um, when I was uh, twelve, when I started puberty, um, things things got a little bit, you know, a little bit we a little bit worse sort of thing. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and and. Um, I just started getting really confused about my sexual like sexuality and my gender identity and stuff and I started I started experimenting, you know. Um and um I had my I had my I had my first experience with a guy at the age of twelve and um um and then the day the day after that, he told everyone that I'm a faggot. Oh. It's, it's okay for me to use that word on the podcast, right? Yeah, that's this. I just want to I just want to say it like just want to say it like how it is. That's that that's the word that you used, and um, and say so the whole the whole school secondary school is is just turned my life into hell. And um, I tried I tried having this front like like you know um, like this homophobic straight white male sort of person and then and then whenever whenever my whenever my family went around I would you know reveal my true side like my well who, who I really am and I didn't I didn't want anyone to know and then and then um like those feelings just grew stronger and stronger and stronger and of course like um People will clock me, if you know me by, by clock, uh, they'd find out. And um, and then when I was eighteen, when I moved to uh, university, that's when that's when I really discovered discovered myself. And um, I bought my own underwear and my own my own dresses and stuff like that. And um, and then when I came home. I told my mum that, um, you know, I would like to have the operation. But the fact is, the sad fact is, is that at that time, like, I didn't know about the term transgender. I didn't know that there are other transgender people out there, let alone transgender women. So I felt alone. My mum was actually my only friend because, like, because the Asperger's, I wasn't really able to meet any friends or get to know anybody at school. I didn't know how. I was not taught those social skills. I was only told like what I'm what I'm capable of doing and what I'm not capable of doing. Um, and so yeah, I felt I felt alone. And and my mum said to me, 
no, it's not, it's not right what you're doing. This is like only what gay men do. And, and she didn't want her son to be gay. Um, so, so I, uh, I did as she said, and I, and I took, took all the clothes to um, Oxfam. And I regretted it for so many years. And I went back into the closet, as you, as you call it. And, um, and then I went back to university and every, every birthday I kept, kept saying to myself, right, after this birthday, I'm going to um, be a straight white male, just like what my mum wants. And, you know, my, my mum was, was having, um, um, she had two breast cancer operations and, um, and I just blamed myself. I, I was convinced that I'm the one that gave her cancer because, because, um, because that's what I was going through with the trans thing. And um, and then so I, I suppressed it. And then when I was when I was twenty four, I was at university and I and I found out that there are other trans women out there and trans people. And I got even more confused. I felt like, wait a minute. So so half of me, half of me wanted to be, to be the straight white man, and then another half of me wanted wanted to be what well, identify as a trans woman as a female so i was i was battling i was battling with it with that half and half for so many years until until i was 31 um and going back a bit i met my my thai ex-wife when i was 25 and moved i um, moved to london to live with her for two years um, before going to live in Thailand with her and getting married and um, teaching English over there. <clears throat> and I'm glad that it worked that way because otherwise, you know, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have, um, the, the pressure, the pressure that I was getting from, from being someone that I'm not, really helped me to to come out a lot a lot uh, a lot easier and um and uh so here we are today and um in 2015 that's when i had the operation and then the year after that i became legally female and it must have been very hard for you mentally and like I mean, how did you feel for that lady at the time? Like, what were your... Well, the Thai lady? Yeah. I felt, I felt sorry for her. I, I, kept, I kept telling her, like, you know, I really hope that one day you, you will have the husband that you want and you'll have, a, and you'll have a, 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 um, a son or a daughter and your husband will be able to drive you about, you know, and um, and her dream came true, and my dream came true. It was just that you know, they were completely different dreams, and um, separating was was the best way for both of us. You still keep in contact with her? Um, I tried to, but then but then um, for some reason she she just went she just disappeared off the face of the earth. But um, yeah. 
that's that's my belief really um everything happens for a reason and even though when it's not happening it's still happening nowadays i'm like just be happy with who and what you are stop thinking and just get on with it and that's how that um um and those my my brother and my and my stepdad have inspired me in that way, you know, just to stop thinking and just get on with it. Because as soon as you start thinking, you start you start you start suffering, basically. How did you get into busking as a whole? And like, tell us about. So you're you're at the stage now in music where <laughs> what you 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 so you do a regular band, you make money from it, and that's that's where you're at now, isn't it? Away. Yeah, um, I I began busking in two thousand and one. Um, I I met a friend. I met an associate when I was studying at the University of Portsmouth, and um, and he told me that he plays djembe. And I'd gone I'd gone to a um, an open mic night to perform some of my songs and I must have met him there and um, I was taught how to play the congas and um, I was really getting into djembe because um, you know I was really getting involved with the uh, with the other bohemian people I guess you'd call them hippies back then um, and so like he suggested to me like why don't we go I can I can teach you how to play djembe um, in Commercial Street in in Portsmouth, and I don't I don't believe he used the word busking. Um, I can't remember when I when I knew what that word meant, but anyway, that's one that's the first time I went busking. Um, he he was teaching me um, how to play how to play the djembe whilst we were busking. And I really loved the experience. And then, and then, um, not so long after that, I took my stepdad's guitar and I went out to the same place and I did it myself. And <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I started thinking, like, wait, am I begging? So. Do you know what I did? I went back home and I, I got a piece of A4 and I made a questionnaire out of it, like a like a tally thing. Um, uh, something something silly like, what do you think I'm doing? Um, and then I put um, one one column was um, begging, and the other column was was uh, was busking, and pretty much like 99% put busking and one person put begging and because my I just mind I um I I stopped busking for a long time just because that person put begging right and then and then um um when I was 31 so that would have been that would have been um 10 years on and when I when I came out as trans I moved back to uh, 
the place where my brother and I used to live in Salis uh, near Salisbury. And um, I wasn't able to get a job as a waitress in a Thai restaurant because um, it was never that busy. So I, I thought, right, I'm going to take all these songs that I'd, wrote, I'd written from the age of 18 up to the age of um, when, I, when I started transitioning and see what people think out on the streets of Salisbury. And, um, and that's when it began. That officially began at the age of 31. And I'm 40 now. So, and how did you how how easy is it to busk in in Salisbury? Well, I'm in I'm in I'm in Bournemouth now, uh, Bournemouth area. But, um, okay. Yeah, Salisbury Salisbury's fine, but um, since then, like they've changed quite a bit. Like you know, you need to you need to um, you can only busk for two hours, and then and then got to move on somewhere else. Okay. And how did you sort of get to that? So how and how did you move over to Bournemouth? Oh, um, um, basically, when my father passed away at the age of eight, when I was 18, um, we used the inheritance to get this place here. And um, it was originally student housing. And, um, and then in 2012, my, uh, my brother saved me from, from this horrible person I was living with in, in Clacton-on-Sea, he was also trans, and, but they were just really, really self-repressed, so they had to, they had to drink red wine every night and give me verbal abuse, wasn't very nice. I was there for two months and then, and then my brother suggested that I moved to, I moved here to Bournemouth, um, and his friend, his friend came all the way from this area to come and pick me up and, and move my stuff here. And life has been on the up since. Mm. Mm. And so in music, what, 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 you know, like you have your own following and you're a busker and like you, you occasionally gigging shows and you've got your own sort of chat fans, right? Yeah. I can actually say I've got my own followers and fans. And um, I recently did a, a a fan of mine recently asked me to to um, do a cover of Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish, and um, paying me today for it a hundred dollars. So that's that's really kind of her, and that's for that's for her um, fiance. And and um, and I can I can see that like when I, when I'm busking out there, people are more appreciative about live music well that it's like you know you got the people who love it and you got the people who hate it i mean despise it yep which, which is a shame but you know music isn't for everyone is it no <laughs> perhaps it's like for, for in, in the comedy world well everyone has different tastes in it so I, i'm never mm. gonna be a no one everyone's gonna like my comedy or like me as a person mm. that's just the way it is yeah that's why you have star signs so we can we can we can look up on google like oh am i gonna like this person 
I'm sorry, but that's a bit far-fetched, my friend. <laughs> yes. How can you think that, how can you just use that? I, I, I think that's, I, used I, to I be don't like believe that. it at all, mate. I really don't. I confess I, confess I used to be like that, but not anymore. <laughs> so what, you're going to chat to someone and like you're going to ask them the first question and speed dating or like friends things, you're going to be like, right. <laughs> We're having a good conversation, but I want to yeah. see if you're not a wanker. So I'm going to look on your star sign. Right, you're Pisces, I'm Gemini. This can't work. Fuck off. Is that, is that what you do? I used to. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, I, okay, uh, so, so my, my, my ex-boyfriend, I, I, wanted, I wanted to know, I, I, you know, I wanted to know what, um, what his star sign is. And, um, and he's a cancer, just like me. And um, that's, that's when I figured out that, like, you know, it's not, um, I've stopped looking at people's star signs ever since then. Um, okay, you were joking. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's partly joking. <laughs> <laughs> there's always, there's, I believe that there's always truth. There's always some kind of truth to, to jokes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you may have given me a joke there, so thank you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know, giving me something funny. <laughs> I've, I've already told you I don't have a sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. And what? Who is your hero? Who inspires you today? Um, Gandhi is still one of my still one of my heroes. Um, as for when it comes to music, it's usually Florence the Machine. Um. My mum, definitely my mum. There's about three people I could think of. Okay. Mm. Um, no, I think that's it. I, I just want to say, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, yes, I'd like to. I'd like to plug my my website, and that's got everything on there, and that's um, HTTPS. Um, those two dot things uh, forward slash forward slash etherealmelody.co.uk and I know we're all struggling at the moment but um, if anybody would like to uh, help me get by it's PayPal um, those two thingies u-e-y-u-i-k-a-r-l-b-e-r-g at gmail.com okay and, uh, uh, <laughs> That's all. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please share it with your friends. And I just want to say, take care, everyone. Best of luck during this pandemic. And I hope to see you guys soon. Um, Ethereal, take care and best of luck with everything.